0: You, monster, we've trekked a thousand miles across starless seas, blighted mires, and forests without end, all in seeking you to ask you a question. What are you looking for in an apartment? Would you be a good Cub Scout leader?
1: Can I ride you, or would that be disrespectful? Should I invest in subterranean realty? Do you find it sexy when I T-pose and spin in a circle? Every episode of Finding Monster Right has us asking questions like these, about monsters from folklore, pop culture, and our own world. Join us as we meet alien allies, cryptic comrades, and friendly fiends. After all, it's not just a show about monsters, right? Right. Finding Monster Right. We found you, now you find us. It feels like, Gemini, we are all frozen in a moment where everything might be falling apart, but we might be able to hold it together. So good luck with that,
2: other Gemini. Is it a tower or is it a giant crumbling penis?
1: I mean, what do they say? That everything longer than it is wide is a penis on sub-level, so I guess it could be a penis.
2: Hi, you're listening to The Corgan Show, a podcast about being a monster in a human world. I'm your host, Penny Cephalonia, and I'm a Gorgon. Today's guest got me thinking about the joy of just hanging out with friends. I value my alone time, but I also really enjoy a good time with some good buddies. You're never really alone when you have talking snakes on your head, Penny. Oh, I am aware, Johan, but I'm talking about time with non-snake entities like my monster and human friends. I know you love going to the movies with your friends that aren't us. Oh, I do love sitting with my friends in a dark movie theater, Zappa. I can take off my sunglasses and not have to worry about turning anyone to stone. And I have different groups of friends that I like to see different types of movies with. It was hilarious seeing those Twilight movies with some of your vampire and werewolf peeps. Oh my god, they were so snarky and bitchy about it. It was hilarious. Okay, let's see if I can do this. Okay, okay, this is, this is Bella. I know what you are.
1: Say it, out loud, say it.
2: Boring, you're so boring. (laughs) My vampire friends yelled at, oh, it is such a good time. Um, and then I saw What We Do in the Shadows with that same group, and, and they just loved that movie. It's not like they don't have a sense of humor about themselves, you know, vampires and werewolves? Yeah, those Twilight movies just took themselves so seriously. But the music was awesome. I do love me some Paramore. They're pretty cool for humans. Oh, I heard one of the members was actually a skunk ape. Oh, Interesting. You know what else is cool and interesting? Our sponsors. Every monster family has a story, and you can discover your ancestors' stories by using the services offered by genealogy.com. That is G-E-N-I-E dash The dedicated gin at genealogy.com will leave their lamps to help you understand your genealogy so you can better understand who you are. You don't have to submit any DNA that can be later used to prosecute you for any criminal offenses you may have allegedly committed. Allegedly. All you have to do is wish to know more about your background, and a jinn will summon the ghost of an ancestor for you to interview. This is not resurrection. Djinn don't do that. It's gross. And you will not be able to physically interact with your ancestor's spirit because someone tried to do that in a very, um, intimate way once and, once again, gross. 3 wishes, 3 ancestors, an incredible opportunity to understand your past and yourself. Try genealogy.com today. Please welcome our guest, Atautau Mona Gatos. Please please correct me if I'm wrong on that pronunciation of course, but welcome to the Gorgon Show. Thank you for being here.
0: Thank you so much for having me. This is a wonderful opportunity.
2: Oh, I'm really glad to hear that because that's kind of the point of the show. I really want to educate the world about, well, us monsters and cryptids and spirits and all of the non-humans out there that can actually talk. No offense to animals. Um, am I pronouncing your name correctly? Gatos?
0: That is absolutely correct. We have people from the military coming in all the time saying, Gatos. It's Gatos. You've got it. You've got it.
2: Well, thank you. That's, that's good to know, because as far as I know, I've never been in any military. But then again, I have blacked out sometimes in, in parts of my life. And then there were statues everywhere. We're not going to talk about that. We're here to talk about you. Thank you so much again for being here. And let's start with, well, what do you want humans and monsters to know about your species?
0: I'm an ancestral spirit from the island of Guam. Back in the day, people used to invite the Tau Tau Motna to their homes to eat and drink and give us all sorts of cool tributes to make sure we knew we weren't forgotten. Our living relatives would ask us to help out with little things. Every other Tau Tau Motna and I loved doing things for people because it made us feel connected to the world of the living. But this all changed when the Spanish came over. We didn't fit into their view of Catholicism. And so people started thinking of us as evil. Tau Tau Motna don't want to do harm. We're just people. Powerful, ancient spirits of people. But we have our likes and dislikes. And we like to be respected just as much as anybody else.
2: Oh, my goodness. I... I, Well, I've said this before. Fuck colonizers. I'm so sorry that happened to you. Um, so your species... It sounds like they're doing the best that they can, but how about you as an individual? What do you want our audience to know about you as an individual?
0: As for me specifically, I'm more than just my giant penis.
2: Ah, what?
0: Well, the most popular myth about me is that I used my giant penis to help my soldiers cross over rivers and streams. And I did. But it was out of pure necessity. When you're presented with a problem, and you have a dick shaped solution, why wouldn't you use it?
2: I I um this took a turn. Okay, wow. So you you have um uh, you are an endowed spirit. Okay, good to know. Um I should have guessed that by your voice. It's very, very sexy.
0: <laughs> why, thank you.
2: So okay, um is there anything else that you'd like to share? Well, I mean, don't share your penis unless, you know, people give you consent, of course. But is there anything else you'd like to share about yourself other than um tales of your wang?
0: Well, there's this myth that people have difficulty coming to terms with. This idea that people think it's weird that you need to ask for permission before using the bathroom in the jungle. But... It's really just common fucking decency.
2: Wait, wait. The people peeing in the jungle. Are you saying that there are people peeing in the jungle just willy-nilly without, like, thinking about it? Asking? What?
0: Exactly. They walk oh. straight into my living room where I've set up a cool pile of rocks or maybe a nice little hut or something like that, and they just pee all over the place. It's awful.
2: That is so rude. I feel like you and our friend the Skogskra could have some interesting conversations about people doing dickly things in the woods. And, and that's dickly not like you're dickly, but dickly as in not cool. Oh my goodness, So so what? happens to pee... My goodness, I would be so mad if someone just walked into my living room, and I bet my roommate Sybil would be angry too. If someone just walked into our apartment and just peed in our living room, I might have to, um, stare at someone who did something like that. What, do you do anything to these assholes?
0: Well, we don't have your powers, but the Tau are not defenseless. We pinch, we bite, even... An unkind touch from us can make you sick and unable to pee for a while.
2: Oh, that actually sounds a little worse than being turned into a statue. Good for you. Okay, wow, so penises and peeing. Okay, this is how today's podcast is going to go. All right, <laughs> so um, what's a day in your life look like if someone isn't peeing in your jungle without permission?
0: best case scenario. First thing in the morning, I go to the beach with the other Tautamona and we cast nets to catch fish. Then, we do some duk duk racing. Have you ever seen a little tiny little hermit crab?
2: Oh, oh yes, they're adorable.
0: Yes. You set up a little track with sticks and you just race them. And it's it it we bet serious money on it. It's it's a little wild.
2: Wow, that Uh, sounds like a crazy party.
0: Oh, that's yet to come. We play chonka, um, a little game with shells that you move around a board. But late at night, the other Tautamona and I go wild. We drink tuba, which is a palm tree sap booze. And we reminisce about old times and... Getting a little freaky.
2: Oh, I bet it's easy to get freaky when you have a giant penis that can serve as a bridge. Oh my goodness.
0: Yeah. Back in, another thing the Catholics brought over is Guam was very sexually liberated before they came by. And after, in the heat of a tropical island, watching these nuns walking around in habits, just let it fly free.
2: Wow, um have you ever personally corrupted a nun?
0: <laughs> I have bitten one. Even nuns are not immune to peeing in the jungle.
2: <gasps> that
0: disrespect. The disrespect, yeah. honestly.
2: Oh. That's that's a bad habit, nuns. he.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> I'm so funny. So, it it sounds like you've had some interactions with humans. Um, (laughs) hasn't always worked out well for the humans, (laughs) hee hee. Um, do you often interact with humans?
0: All the time. Times have changed, but people are still people, and I love them. One of my favorite things to do is reminisce with the senior citizens of the island, and... Talk about how their grandchildren are making them upset and kind of poking and causing a little bit of drama and telling them the wrong thing to do.
2: Oh, that that sounds very, very relatable, actually. And yes, when those grandchildren grow up, they will then be complaining about their grandchildren. So if, if you are um, a long-lived spirit, I, do you have a time limit? Are you kind of immortal?
0: It's a little difficult, because the power of storytelling is what keeps us alive. The memories that people have of their ancestors. I mean, many of my fellow tautomona have kind of slipped into a state of half living, half spirit, half nothing, because nobody remembers their name. But me, I got a real good strategy for that. Nobody forgets the giant dick story.
2: Yeah, you know, um... Yeah, I really can't say anything to that other than... Yes, giant penises are definitely memorable. Oh, I should introduce you to Anansi. um, Because, well, Anansi also has a lot of experience making sure that things don't get forgotten and stories get told. And, of course, anyone who listens to this podcast... Well, even if they've never seen it, we'll never forget your giant penis. So I, <laughs> I hope I can help your name never be forgotten. So, Thank you. So, oh, could you like to, to hang out with older humans and, and reminisce and listen to them complain. That's delightful. Do, do they feed you in exchange for this service?
0: Usually they do. We, <laughs> the other Tautamona and I, have this joke That whenever fiesta season comes by, we pretend, we shapeshift and become a human family, and we do the fiesta circuit, we call it, and we take a bunch of food, and we take leftovers, and we go out into the jungle, and we get drunk, and we eat. But whenever we're turned away from a party, that's when things go bad for them.
2: Oh, so basically you're... A vengeful supernatural party crasher.
0: The culture is all about hospitality and treating your community with the resources that you have available because they're valuable because they're people. So to turn someone away when they're hungry or needy is just fucking bad. It's just it's just really fucking bad. Nobody should. I mean, I I feel I feel like. That's kind of a common, commonality in lots of cultures as well.
2: Yeah, it is It is very sad. I do wish that well, humans and monsters are like, we're a little more open to one another and a little kinder. So basically, don't turn you away and don't piss in the jungle. Those, those sound like your turn-offs.
0: Real simple rules. Real simple rules.
2: I, I'm with you there. So speaking of humans, I, I too am a fan of humans, even though I don't always understand them. Um, have there been changes in human society that, that have made your life better or worse or that are just fascinating to you?
0: The fact that it took hundreds of years for Guam to have a woman governor... Is fucking wild to me. Guam, women owned land on Guam. It was passed down through daughters, and the fact that this intrinsic part of our culture was taken from us, and it took, it took, it just it just doesn't make sense. Of course, women woman should be in. Uh, well, I, I, uh,
2: oh. I, I'm guessing American human society must baffle you as well.
0: Yeah. It's, we only get the snippets from the soldiers that come by and then leave and then come by and then leave. So quite a few American soldiers are too stupid to ask for permission before they pee in the jungle.
2: It, it doesn't matter if you're in uniform. Don't piss in the jungle without permission. So, um, well, I think we can both agree that humans can sometimes be Kind of funny. Um, what's something besides their rudeness when it comes to peeing in the jungle? What, what's the most baffling or hilarious thing to you about our human friends?
0: Number one thing is phones. The only time I ever see a human with a phone, they make eye contact with me and then scream and drop it in a jungle or drop it in the ocean. And then they run away. Why would you toss away something that takes up so much of your attention as soon as you see something a little, I mean, impressive is the good word for me?
2: Yeah, normally, humans, as soon as they see something that they think is odd, start filming. And they oh, they always forget to put it in landscape mode. Come on, people. So, are are you... Normally visible to humans, whether they have their phones out or not, or are you invisible? Do you do you get to choose how you appear to them?
0: We get to choose how we appear. There are times when you just want to relax in the jungle. Just max and chillax and just be with your fellow Tautamona. And then there are times you just want to scare the shit out of somebody. Um... Sometimes we appear without faces, sometimes we appear without heads, sometimes we appear ten feet tall, covered in black hair, other times we look like ancestral spirits from descended from the very first people with our signature ponytails, but for the most part, when we're just, when we're just chilling, it's just, why wouldn't you be invisible, it's cool as hell.
2: Yeah, I have to say, as a Gorgon, sometimes I wish I could be invisible. <laughs> oh, that sounds amazing. So it sounds like food is a big part of your culture. And of course, food is a big part of human culture, because if you don't eat, you die. Um, What are your favorite foods that humans have given you over the course of your non-life lifetime?
0: Some of my favorites are red rice. Caliguin, short ribs, banana donuts. There's a sauce that that the humans make with soy sauce and like an acid, like vinegar, lemon juice, and hot peppers. mm, So good. But when I can't hit the fiesta scene, I still have a good time with bananas and breadfruit and coconuts and fruit bats. Cooked in coconut milk. Mwah.
2: Oh, oh, you eat fruit bats. Are, are fruit bats very large on, on Guam? Um, I know in some places, like, they, they can have a six-foot wingspan. Little known fact about me, even though I'm a Gorgon, I'm a big fan of bats.
0: Wonderful. We don't have as many fruit bats now as we did before, but they're still there, and they're okay. still tasty.
2: Oh, goodness. Um, yeah, so they're they're kind of medium-sized fruit bats, I'd say. Probably.
0: May- okay. Yes.
2: Okay, yeah. Look up fruit bats on, on Google next time you have access to the Internet. Fruit bats are amazing, and they come in a great variety of sizes. And, well, they are mammals, so you can eat them, um, though humans should be cautious about that, okay? Now, now, my poor snake, Duncan, has been vibrating, so I – Give me a moment. I have to let him express himself because you said the magic word. Donuts! Okay, so I think after this podcast, I'm going to have to get my snakes banana donuts or else they will keep me awake all night. So all of those foods sounded absolutely delicious. I would absolutely love to go to a buffet that you presented. That sounds so, so, so good. But besides not having food or perhaps having a small penis, what, what is something that, that scares you? What What's your worst fear?
0: Being forgotten is the biggest existential one for me. But honestly, I don't really like spiders. And after the brown tree snakes were introduced and they destroyed the bird population on Guam, there are so many spiders. I, I, I know I'm supposed to be all about nature and shit, but there are so many of them. Fucking
2: colonizers. I'm arachnophobic, so I feel you, and and maybe... Maybe I shouldn't introduce you to Anansi. My feelings about spiders are they are, of course, a necessary part of the ecosystem. But I'd like them to be a necessary part of the ecosystem somewhere else. Thank you. Yeah, they creep me out. Oh, and, and they're an invasive species on Guam? Oh, that's horrible.
0: The brown tree snakes are an invasive species.
2: Oh, and N- that- Normally,
0: the spiders are... Uh, tempered by the birds. Ah,
2: I see, I see. So Mm. the population of spiders has gotten out of control. Well, that's nightmare fuel. Oh no, that might be my worst fear. So in this difficult time in the world, which now that I think about it is every time, but in this particular difficult time in the world, what's been getting you through
0: it? You know, I've placed myself in an interesting position because people remember me because of my giant penis, but no one remembers what family I come from anymore. Not even me. So this idea of found family, of people you may not be related to, but still have that strong familial bond with, is wonderful. All the other Tautamona without families and I get together and get drunk and go wild and and sometimes when your blood family is unable to be there knowing that you've surrounded yourself with good people is it's all you need
2: that is that is so lovely it almost made me cry and and I understand the importance of found family now now please don't tell my roommate I said this but I consider Sybil a part of my found family, but she's more like that weird cousin that you don't want to spend a lot of time with. But <laughs> I will introduce you to Sybil in just a moment. But let's, let's end this wonderful interview by, well, what advice do you have for your fellow monsters, your fellow supernatural entities, and, and what advice do you have for humans to help them deal with their shit?
0: For other monsters. Public Relations is the most important shit you'll ever need. Take control of your narrative. Otherwise, some colonizers will come in and wreck your shit and tell their own stories about you. And as for humans, just the world is not your bathroom. Just be... Just be conscious. Be careful of where you go.
2: That's wonderful advice for both humans and monsters. And I'm with you on the advice you gave. Well, our fellow monsters, because you never know when some asshole with a sword and a mirror shield is gonna come and lop your fucking head off. Thank you so much, Gatos, for being here and for sharing your story. I will do my best to make sure it's not forgotten. And audience, you do the same. Share with someone else, a fellow monster or human. And uh, tell them to listen to the podcast because, well, they'll get to hear about giant penises. And who doesn't want to hear that? But right now, um, well, it's time for some... um, Well, we're going to look into the future. Yeah, yeah, with uh, my roommate, Sybil, the oracle.
1: Hey, Sybil. Hi, Penny. Uh, so... I may sound a little different today. I have a fucking cold because Apollo told me to get one. I don't know. It's part of the whole cost of seeing the future. Sometimes I got to deal with stupid stuff like this, but I am making the best of it just for you listeners and I am. I heard about this new drug combo that people are doing. It's called all the time, all the time. It's where you take Dayquil and Nyquil at the same time. So,
2: S- 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 Sybil, I don't think that's. I don't think that's healthy. But then again, you've snorted all kinds of shit.
1: Oh, I'm sure it's fine. So I'm well, gonna, okay. you know, I, I'm gonna do my usual horoscope thing. Hi, uh, Gatos. Right.
0: Wonderful to meet you.
1: You too. Welcome to The Gorgon Show. So I don't know if you've been told about my segment, which is, of course, everyone's favorite segment, but I do the (sighs) horoscope. And the way that I do it, I don't use, like, the stars. Like, astrology is usually theoretically about constellations at different times or something. I don't know. And that's not what I do. I get visions from the gods, but I use the Western Zodiac as a way to divide our listeners into 12 categories so that I only have to have 12 visions instead of a separate vision for every single listener. And then I combine all the visions of like all of the Aquarius or whatever. And I get this kind of muddled vision that I then try to interpret. And it's going to be true for every Aquarius, but in slightly different ways. So in honor of you being our guest, I was going to start with your sign. Do you happen to know what your sun sign is?
0: I believe, ooh, it's been a long time since I've thought about my birthday. And even then we hadn't had, hmm, let's start with Gemini.
1: Oh, perfect. That's mine too. Okay, cool. Ah, All right. The All the time, all the time. It really... Well, it was already kicking in, but it's kicking in extra now. So Oh,
2: great. I have 911 on speed dial. I'm ready. All right,
1: Gemini. I see a tower stretching up into the clouds, and it's kind of crooked. And it might be in the po- process of, like, breaking in half and collapsing through the clouds. Uh, but it doesn't seem to be moving in my vision. So, I, it feels like, Gemini, we are all frozen in a moment where everything might be falling apart, but we might be able to hold it together. So good luck with that other
2: Gemini. Is it a tower or is it a giant crumbling penis?
1: I mean, what do they say? That everything longer than it is wide is a penis on sub-level. So I guess it could be a penis for okay. some Gemini, but not for others.
2: Okay. Good to know. Penis has kind of been a recurring theme in, to, in, in, in this podcast. Okay, what's next, Sybil?
1: Next up is Cancer. Cancer, oh, this is kind of cool. There is this giant pile of books, like the height of that tower I was seeing. There are so many books, and there is someone sitting on top of the pile, and they just look so happy. So, Cancer, I hope you like to read, because you're going to be doing, like, so much reading. Just so much. That's awesome. Next up is Leo. I see... It looks like a lion, which is very appropriate for Leo. It's not usually this on the nose, but the lion is hiding in very bright colored grass and it doesn't really blend into this grass because it's still the color of a lion. So Leo, whatever normally protects you, uh, you may be in a circumstance coming up where it's not really camouflaging you anymore. So just be on the lookout, be a little self-aware.
2: And and always be on the lookout for lions, because, well, you never know.
1: What's next, Civil? Next up is Virgo. Virgo, I see. It looks kind of like a lion, but kind of like a bear. So, you know, we're trending in a different direction now. And it's got a lightsaber coming out of its head.
0: <laughs> what? It's
1: a
2: Yuna lion. Bear. That's that's okay. That sounds like the worst Dungeons and Dragons monster ever. Or the best. But whatever. Have
1: fun with that, Virgo. I don't know what that means. Have fun with that, Virgo. Good luck. Okay. Next up is Le- Libra. Uh, Libra. I see someone in flowing veils and a robe and they are smoking a pipe. Um, And there's like a baby seal floating in the sky behind them. I don't know. I don't know what any of this means. All the time, all the time is very confusing.
2: Yeah, if you start foaming at the mouth, I am taking you to urgent care. Okay.
1: All right, Scorpio, Scorpio. I see someone on a boat, and they're talking to someone who is standing on the water, and they look like they're kind of having a disagreement, uh, but like a friendly disagreement, like siblings arguing about something. So, Scorpio, if you go fishing... With someone that you're close to, you may have an argument.
2: And if they give you an orange beforehand, maybe don't get in the boat with them. That was a random Godfather reference. I'm a big fan of movies. Keep going, Sybil.
1: Well, do. Sagittarius is next. Sagittarius, it looks like someone has weird color powers and is touching the ground and psychically making colors appear all over the ground, spreading out from their hand. Um, Sagittarius, I think you're just gonna be coming into your power and I think it's gonna have an artistic bent to it. So
2: or good luck. that's pretty cool. Drop some really good acid. I hope it's good acid.
1: It might be that too. Uh they can go together too. Art and good acid, you know. Yeah, that's what I've heard. Capricorn, Capricorn. I see a kind of dimly lit room and there's a bunch of people milling around. They look really busy. Uh kind of hard to make out what they're doing but it looks like all of the people in this room have like logos for faces like of different i think they're all social media logos like that guy is definitely tiktok instead of a head that sounds uncomfortable yeah capricorn i think you may be moving to a different social media platform soon uh i think a lot of us are doing that anyway All right. Aquarius is next. Aquarius. I see someone floating above water. This might be the person that was arguing with the person in the boat. I forget what sign that was, that vision was from. Um, But yeah, this the other person was an Aquarius, I guess. And they are, it looks like they've been walking on the water, arguing with their friend, and then they kind of are sulking because it looks like they're sitting in like a chair made out of the water. So Aquarius, I understand the urge to sulk and feel sorry for yourself when you've had an argument with someone you're close to, but too much of that isn't good for you. It's worth reaching out again if it's someone you care about.
2: Oh, that's good advice. Also, don't sit in water chairs unless you have waterproof pants. Also good advice.
1: All right, Pisces. Yeah. Pisces, I see someone kind of lying partly on a podium, like they were giving a lecture and then they fell asleep. And they're covered in flower petals. I don't know. Could be romantic. Not Mm -hmm. sure how else to interpret that. Aries, I see a shark made of rainbows swimming in the sky above a city at night. What the fuck? I mean, I don't know. Maybe it's about pride?
2: Okay. Okay. I have to say, a gay pride shark would be fucking spectacular. Okay, Sybil, I'll give you that one.
1: It would, yeah. Um, all right. We only have one more. Uh, next up is Taurus. Taurus, I see it's, it. I think it's a portal opening in a cloud and it is swallowing everything around it uh, like a like a little tiny little black hole, like the light is getting sucked in and everything. So Taurus, uh, just just, you know, be careful of anything really toxic in your life that is going to suck everything into it and not let it out, including the light. Okay.
2: Those were, well, weird as usual, but at least you're not foaming at the mouth right now, Sybil. So, so that's good, but I'm going to keep an eye on you. Oh, no, I feel, I feel great. Oh, I bet you do. You do until you don't. Okay. I'll be observing you tonight. Okay. It'll be fine. I'm sure. How many trips to urgent care? I've lost count. It's Okay. Anyway. It's always okay.
1: I would see it if it wasn't.
2: Yeah, yeah. Well, see, I don't have the gift of foresight. I just worry. So anyway, you know what? I'm not worried about our guest. I think you are going to be remembered forever, Gatos. Thank you so much for being on The Gorgon Show and sharing all these wonderful stories about the Tau Thank you.
0: Thank you so much for having me. It's been an absolute pleasure. You're more than welcome to come to Guam whenever you would like. And I'll I'll clear out the spiders. We'll go to a fiesta. It'll be cool.
2: I, I really appreciate that. It's been a real penis, I mean, pleasure to interview you. The Gorgon Show, with me, Penny Cephalonia, is a proud member of the Faustian Nonsense Network. You can find us on Twitter at at Gorgon Show, or email us with questions and comments at GorgonShow at FaustianNonsense.com. All music in The Gorgon Show is by TJ, the Empathic Vampire. You can find more of his work linked in the show notes. Sound editing is now done by Sir Kai, formerly of The Round Table. Thank you for listening to The Gorgon Show.
1: We at Faustian Nonsense would like to thank our patrons. If you'd like to become a patron, you can sign up at patreon.com/slash FaustianNonsense and hear me thanking you after our original episodes. Thank you to our patrons who are meeting us at the crossroads Jules T, Parker, Alec LB, Anthony Ampersand, Jonathan E, David O, Joseph Z, Mark S, J A C, Greg C, KS, and our newest patrons at this tier. Yoshiko A, and Shadow Reaper. And especially thank you to our patrons at the Pods Best Friend tier Emily C, Eben R.T., Guy Z., Probs Not Hawkeye, Jolene, and Trevor S. Thank you so much. Without you, this would not be possible.